0: This is Tara Strong, and you're listening to Post Party at Spago's. This is speaking (laughs) her I can't stop. My name is so stupid.
1: Good times.
2: Hey.
3: Hey. <laughs> we have contact. <laughs> hello.
1: Hello. 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 Your, your landing gear is down.
3: <laughs> Sado, how you doing, man? Happy 2016.
1: Yes, same
3: to you. Sorry, the, um, the trailer
1: for The Revenant started playing in the background because I had a website open, and it just coincided exactly when you started talking. <laughs> and I was like, Hughes brought his own background music. It's fucking dope. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, well, that happens every time I walk into a room now. <clears throat> it's because I uh, made love to a gypsy dwarf. And uh, for the rest of my life, everywhere I go, that shit's going to happen. So, yeah, yeah. You, have, you have entry music when you walk in. Yep. yep. Fair enough. Fair was enough. it good this time? Because I, I can't hear it.
1: <laughs> it was, well, it was the it was very um, atmospheric. It was yeah it was from the remnant, broody. broody.
3: Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm a dark and brooding man, Sudo, as you know. So. <laughs> it, it it. some I was at work um, this week.
1: Either I can't. It was it was yesterday or the day before. I was in a meeting. It was a bit of a heated meeting. Ooh. and um, someone's ringtone went off just at late, uh, at the opportune moment when everyone went quiet <coughs> mm. and it was the um, the soundtrack to The Good, The Bad and The Ugly.
3: Oh, that's awesome.
1: <laughs> so we're like going bit back and forth like no 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 And then we're kind of quiet and look at each other and then all of a sudden we just hear this.
0: Doo-dly-doo, 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 doo-dly-doo. I
2: was like, Okay. Someone's about to get shot. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, pistols at high noon.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
2: I was like, shit, shit
3: just got real. <laughs> this is Dave Detell, and you're listening to Post Party at Spargo's.
1: Yeah. Good evening and welcome to another edition of the Post Party at Spargo's uh, podcast. Um this is the 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 uh, we ac- we've recently uh quit our day jobs in radio and moved on to the the podcast format which I I, I love at the moment because I don't have to leave the uh, the comforts of my house and I can record pantless mm. <laughs> which I'm doing right now. Um I'm your host Craig Sutton and joining me on this fine evening is the one and only Nigel Smith.
2: Good evening. I'm here and I am I'm wearing pants. Mm. But I'm wearing a suit, from the waist up. God, oh, you've, you've like, a, just... like a proper newscaster. You've decided to add some class to the to the evening. Hmm. Well, it's Friday. So Fair enough. Why
1: the fuck not? Fair enough. Um, now, Nigel, you've um, you've brought a friend with you tonight.
2: I have. Would you like to introduce your friend? Um, let's bring him out of the green room. <laughs> And into the studio, um, this is our friend Hugh. Say hello, Hugh. Hey.
3: Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, post listeners all around the globe. It's good yeah. to be here. That was awesome.
2: <laughs> right. oh.
3: I left, I left uh, some Charles in your uh, green room for you guys to have after the end of the show. Oh, good on you, mate. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, it wasn't mine. Somebody just came up and gave it to me. And they were like, <laughs> compliments of post-party aspargos. And I went, oh, yeah, I don't do that shit anymore.
2: And I said, but since you're offering, why not? <laughs> yeah. Well, then it's offered to you on the um, on the ass of a hooker. Exactly. His, um, <laughs> exactly. You've got to take it. The lower yeah. lumbar spine.
3: <laughs> you don't, yeah. You, well, you, it'd be rude you, not you, to. You, ever, you, don't say,
1: you don't say no to that kind of offering, do you? No. Nah. Certainly not. So, um, what's been going on?
3: Are we talking to me now? <laughs> you know, I'm <laughs> new to this whole thing. <laughs>
1: but, um... I open it. open it up to. I open it up to everyone. What's
2: what's everyone been doing? <sighs> I um started back at work this week. Ouch! For the first time in 2016, and um, you know how like when you um. When you've been away from your workplace for a while, I um, and you just come back and you just forget how your job works or what, what it is that you do, mm-hmm. and you end up spending like at least I don't know, I must have spent maybe three days trying to figure out what it is that I actually do. Until but towards the end of the week, I finally um, I finally got there, which was nice.
1: When I came back from um, maternity leave. Or paternity leave, what you call it? <laughs> with baby. the um, with the twins, <laughs> mm. um, I had off from October of 2014 until February of 2015. That's right. And um, I I didn't even know what building I worked in. <laughs> I just I just wandered civic, just going. I know one of these is mine. Yeah.
2: I don't know which one. Well, you barely left your own postcode for. 3 months. Uh yeah, no well <laughs>
1: the street. Didn't even leave the street cuz um yeah, it's uh trying to go anywhere with three kids under 3. Mm. It's uh it, it's an exercise in in, in military pre- precision. Mm. Because not only does everyone have to have nappy bags and drinks and dummies and all that kind of stuff. But I think it's mandatory that you and your wife have to have a full-blown fight. Yeah. As you're leaving the house at the same time. Yeah. Over I don't know some the the placement of the toaster or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
2: tensions are high.
1: Oh yeah, and you've all and everyone's had oh, 20
2: minutes of sleep. <laughs> then you get in the car for that um but delightful icy silence yep. <laughs> that you have on the way to um, your destination, which is usually like to see some friends. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, and so you always get out of the car and then you just got to fake happiness for the first 10 minutes until someone passes you a beer or something like that and then you can become human again.
1: It's like, it's like Craig House Things. <laughs> it's so tough.
2: <laughs> Please kill me. I hate everyone. Um.
1: <laughs> No, it was like both. So, both for both. um, Oh, um, both times that I've been at home when my kids have been uh, like first born. So, with my eldest, I was home for four weeks. And then with the twins, I was like, fuck it, I'm taking off three months. Yeah. Um, I'm not mucking around. Like, both times it's coincided with um, like something that was on during those stupid hours when you're up, at, you know, 2.30 in the morning making bottles or um, rocking strollers or whatever. Oh, yeah. So when my eldest was um, first on the scene, it was the London Olympics in 2012. And for when the um, twins arrived in October of 2014, it was, coincided with me discovering Netflix. Oh, yeah. And I got heavily into that, um, that man versus food. TV show. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys remember. It was on SBS there, oh, maybe a year or two ago.
2: i watched that, and, like, entire collection on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, same.
1: Look, so I watched it I watched it um, almost every night over the course of a month. Yeah. And, and like, just binge-watched, like, I think it was the two or three seasons or whatever it is. And it was funny watching it because, especially in that binge-watching mode, you just watch that dude progressively get fatter and fatter and fatter and sicker and sicker and sicker. Yeah. To the it's point that the Diabetes producers... is just kicking in. <laughs> yeah. To the point that the producers just must have gone, yeah, we're stopping now.
3: <laughs> was that the point of the show or was it just uh, meant to be... Because I'm not familiar with the show. I know the name, guys, but you're going to have to fill me in and all no, of those no, listeners it, who don't know. So yeah. it was... Uh... So, oh Hugh, you're already an expert. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel and I just assume that people have watched the same shit we have.
1: You went, you you went properly, you media savvy man. You.
3: So it wasn't uh, like called man gets type two diabetes because that wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. Up, what, you know how, just meant man versus food? How about that? Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know
3: how the uh, the guy that
1: did uh, the macca's thing where he ate nothing but at macca's like yeah, a month. And it was yeah. uh, the super guy. And it was kind of like it was for, um, you know, to show you how sick you can get on eating nothing but macas and all the rest of it. This thing was totally different. Like this thing, it was on the Food Network in the US. I think it's and on it was on the Travel all- Channel actually. Oh, the Travel Channel.
2: Travel channel. And, channel,
1: yeah. And it was all about this guy that went to every um, city in the US pretty much to all the um, um, r- like little m- mum and pup Restaurants that did like the massive big eating challenges, yeah. those, right? Like, the, those those
2: greasy did, pig yeah. out joints and stuff. Yeah, yeah. like eat like, like, like a rack of five hundred meatballs.
3: It's free or something yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, 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 like that yeah, kind yeah.
1: of thing. So he would go and do all these food challenges and see if he could break them and all the rest of it. But yeah, just as the show, like after two or three seasons, the dude just it was about double the size. Mm.
2: Jesus! And, it and seemed just like sweaty. chow down on like these burgers that are. Is- the size of a fucking like four toilet seats stacked up (laughs) (laughs) was the size of the fucking burger plus chips.
1: Like you do like this flapjack challenge where you'd go to like the pancake parlor and eat flapjack, like 20 flapjacks on a plate that were the size, the circumference of a dinner plate and about as thick as a, like, like, like a toilet rim. Yeah. Like just massive, um, uh, yeah, things, and just covered in like cream and maple syrup and everything else. And they go, all right, eat twenty of these in an hour, and you get a free t-shirt." And you just oh, you no. see him, at, you see him at about the half hour mark, just maple syrup pouring out of his ears, kind of thing.
3: The things people will do for a free t-shirt. I mean, fuck! It's like this is the male version of like getting beads thrown at you and flashing your tits in you know New Orleans or whatever, but just more likely to give you diabetes.
1: Yeah. So it wasn't like for an agenda. like It wasn't him going, this is the dangers of overeating kind of thing. It was more just showing uh, the, the audience where all this cool food was. Like, hey, if you want to eat
2: a burger the size of a Buick, this is where you go to do it kind of thing.
3: Right. Yeah, Come so to- like one
2: episode he'd be like, here I am in Chicago, and we're going to like um, Greasy Joe's fucking <laughs> um, foot long meatball stand, which is like some icon, you know. In and they'd be, go to like three sort of different like diner, pig out, restaurant kind of places where they all just had like these, you know, this crazy food, right? Yeah and um and each and there'd always be an eating challenge at every single one mm. right, and sometimes yeah. he'd win sometimes he'd lose,
1: yeah, more often than not he'd he'd come on like he he went pretty well sometimes, but more often than not he'd come unstuck with them. yeah <laughs> he'd um he certainly he certainly fire off his um uh, his his, his um uh, appetite was bigger than his uh um mouth anyway. It was, um, anyway. So yeah, so being up at like two thirty three in the morning and um, sitting down watching like just multiple multiple episodes of Man vs. Food certainly like, um, um, yeah, put the time away. Anyway.
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this is Harbinger, and you're being audibly stimulated by post party at Spagos. <laughs>
1: Um, just before we get into the, the, the chunk of the, of what you wanted to talk about tonight, Nige, i got something to share with you guys. I'm really excited about some news broke during the week and I'm going to go a little bit nerdy for a sec. If you don't, if you indulge me for, for five minutes,
2: please, please fire away.
1: Marvel films, Marvel studios, the fine folks that bring you Captain America the, and the Avengers and Iron Man and all the rest of it. Recently announced, as of this week, who the director of the upcoming Black Panther film, which is coming out in...
3: twenty. 20- whoa, 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 Black Panther? Yes. Like, about the Black Panthers?
1: No, 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 no. Not a, no. <laughs> I, was
3: no. Say, I didn't know Marvel got into all of that. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> shit, shit. <laughs> that's, a,
1: that's a whole different <laughs> comic book movie. So there's a character in the Marvel Universe called the Black Panther who's it actually... If I could make a comparison, just think of like Eddie Murphy and Coming to America, but a superhero.
3: But also walking around saying, fuck Whitey. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Too long. Time to stand up.
1: (laughs) So if like, if Eddie Murphy from that fictional African country that he was from, if he like, instead of being like the prince that comes to America to find a bride, if he was like, Prince Hakeem. Yeah, he was like a superhero kind of thing that had um, like the, the same sort of um, stickers Iron Man kind of thing. Anyway, so they um, uh, that movie comes out like 2018, I think, and um 2017, 2018, I think, and Marvel um, recently announced who was going to be the director of it. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Marvel's got this habit of when they. Um, um, hire a um, act, uh, sorry, a director to make one of their movies. It's either it's it's a guy that's generally had a, a like a, a small hit and is just about to take off kind of thing. Yeah. Be it the Russo brothers or Joss Whedon or um, Alan Taylor with the Thor movies or something like that. Um, this time they've hired Ryan Coogler, who's just um, came off Creed. Creed. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he did Fruitful Station, um, that was his first little indie hit, and then he did Creed, which is just has blown up kind of thing. Mm. You think and
3: uh, he made the mistake I made and said, "Black Panther, shit, yeah, sign me up. I'm going to make that movie." What? It's not about Black Panthers.
1: <laughs> possibly, and, they, and Marvel just went, "Sorry, you signed up now, sucker." Hurry up and make he our movie. He was
3: on the way to being the next John Singleton in his mind. <laughs> like, he was. He was. He thought. He thought. He thought he's making I'm,
1: I'm, higher learning after Malcolm yeah. X or something else. Step aside, Spike Lee. Ryan Kugler's <laughs> yeah. here. But uh but yeah, so uh yeah, Marvel's just signed him to do um the, the Black Panther movie, which I'm um I'm terribly excited about because once again Marvel's like just hired a guy just like he's had a hit and just before he takes off um he's gonna be making a, a, a comic book adaptation. Kind of like the um the Doctor Strange movie that's coming out uh, at the end of this year, mm-hmm. which is starring Benedict Cumberbatch, um, they hired uh, Roger Derrickson, who's the guy that directed uh, The Exorcism of Emily Rose and all the sinister movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because Doctor Strange is all into the like occult and mysticism and all that kind of thing. So it's it's uh, they wanted a director that's kind of done a few supernatural movies and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um so they got that Roger Derrickson guy. So it'll be interesting to see um all that in this um uh Black Panther movie as well. Um, I I can't wait. I'm looking I'm looking forward to it.
0: This is Jessica and you're listening to Post Party at Spago's.
2: It's been a bit of a um bit of an emotional week with the um the old celebrity death machine. Fucking A, Mm. isn't it? It's been blow after blow. Yeah.
3: 69 as well. Yeah. Do you reckon reckon 69's become the new, like, 23 club? Or 27 club, rather? 27 club, yeah. Certainly heading that way now, but, I mean, I guess with less impact, because, hey, Mm. you know, they probably got to have their good career. I mean, God knows that... It's okay
2: to die at 69. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
3: I'm 69. I'll be like, yeah, fuck, well, you know, it's cool. 69, no problem. Yeah. It's got a good thing. I've lived a good life. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, the, and don't um... tell me that Bowie wasn't having some kind of weird, you know, uh, role reversal transgender anal oral <laughs> orgy at the time of his death. I'm not going <laughs> to buy this fucking deathbed cancer bullshit for one second. That man died like he lived. I'm sure. Yeah. And Good for him, because I loved him. So, yeah. But I just mm. hope Alan Rickman had a cool line to say just before he kicked the bucket too, you know, like, I don't know, some diehard thing. Like, Grand Thor's hammer, I shall avenge you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, I shall not be joining you for the rest of my life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, I have, have a machine perfect. gun.
3: Oh.
0: Why didn't get
3: more roles? It just annoys me. Wasted his life in the fucking theatre. Could have been making things that us colonials could have watched. Anyway, we've kind of... I'm going to count to three.
1: We've
2: We've kind of buried the lead, Um. Nigel. That's all right. But yeah, like um, so today, uh, this morning, or overnight, depending on what time zone you're in, uh, we lost... uh, Alan Rickman, um, which was one of those that was a bit of a shock,
0: because
2: mm. um, I didn't know he was crook. I would have, expected, no, not at all. I would have expected more, um, more movies and stuff like that to come to come from him. Like that was that was pretty full on. You know, he didn't let me know either.
3: Yeah, he was sick. <laughs> fucking asshole! after yeah. all we've done for him over the years you know, where's
2: my email stuff.
3: came as a big shock yeah
2: where was the memo mm. i
3: mean i had to find out from the from my brother who found out from the news <laughs> no one even called us you know
2: and um and yeah and we lost uh david bowie on monday as well so in another sort of randomly you know no no news about any illness or anything like that um just gone mm. and that had yeah. a huge impact too
1: i think it i think with both those um both both those people because it wasn't very widely known uh to the public that when they said they like they've both died. Uh, both passed away from cancer at age, um, age 69, mm. everyone's kind of been a lot more blown away by it because it's not something that, oh, well, we knew he was battling cancer and you know, the writing was on the wall kind of thing. It was just like, it
2: was like he died in a car accident kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, normally, like, you kind of, there's some sort of tabloid article or there's just, you know, a random yeah. story somewhere. It's like, you know, such and such has got, this disease or that disease, and it might not be like a really big headline or something like that, but it's um, it's like when, um, but you're not um, surprised, yeah. Like last week, was
1: it last week or the week before that Stevie Wright had passed away, and oh, it was yeah, kind of yeah. like a lot of us went, yeah, that that's, that sucks, but we kind of knew that was that was kind of happening, because hmm. um, he apparently he'd been crook for a very long time and. And um, was was battling his, he was battling with his liver and everything else. Yep, kind of thing. And because um, he he liked a he liked to drink in in, in his yeah. life. but that was a little bit like when because when, and then when when Bowie and Alan Rickman like because no one knew that those two um, guys were um, sick. It was kind of like holy shit! Wow, mm. were
3: they hard living guys? Do you think?
1: Bowie definitely. <laughs> I, I highly doubt Alan Rickman was. Mm. Yeah. I think I think the hardest thing Rickman did was when he upgraded from
2: like English breakfast to chamomile tea or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> put, a, put a squeeze of lemon in the afternoon um, you know, in the afternoon twinings. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um what was what was everyone's favourite Alan Rickman movie? I post. I did. A, I actually. I did a um,
1: uh, a, a bit of a write up on Facebook on the post page, Spargo's oh, yep, yep, yep. Facebook page, um, for everyone to see, and um, my two favorite um, Rick Moonrolls is um, well, it's uh, Die Hard, obviously, hmm. and um, the Sheriff of Nottingham. And- oh
3: fuck you, Sato! I was about to say if you steal my one, I'm gonna be fucking. <laughs> Pissed off. That was the one I was going to have. You can't have two. You can have Die Hard. Give me Sheriff of Nottingham. I've got nothing nah. to talk about now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had, I've had. i already
1: put pen to paper on, on, on the interweb. So, um, Jesus
3: Christ. Fair enough.
0: So, right.
1: yeah, so, yeah, Hans Gruber and the and, and, and the Sheriff of Nottingham. Because, um, like, you know, two excellent baddies. I mean, one had a really bad speech and peppermint. And um, and <laughs> pun intended, and um, <laughs> who who you know liked nothing better than cut people's hearts out with spoons and uh, cancelling and, Christmas <laughs> and cancelling Christmas and 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 whoring around and everything else and and just a very flopsy villain as well. Like hmm. I watched, I caught half oh, half an hour of Robin Hood: Prince of Thieves recently. I was on Fox. I was at my mother-in-law's house. It was on Fox. I was flicking channels and I stumbled across it. I was like, holy shit, I haven't seen this movie in like 20 years. Hmm. I saw 20 minutes of it and then, and then forgot how flopsy Alan Rickman's portrayal is of the sheriff. He, he lots, there's a lot of, lots of scenes of him throwing himself around rooms yeah. <laughs> in outrage about what Robin Hood was doing.
3: I saw it around Christmas time too, the whole thing, and I fucking loved it. And... But you know what? He is flopsy everywhere. But mm. at no point. At no point does he look weak. You no, no. at all. And you know what? He also doesn't look camp. either. No. He's, he does all the things that would make a person look camp. But yeah, not, not at
2: all. Like not even once. Because it is a very campy role, and um, it was. It was. It was funny because like it could. It could very easily swing towards being being that way. And mm. he was kind of like just on the cusp of it, but just enough to make it just a little bit darker. Mm. Yeah. And then um Hans Gruber, of course,
1: I mean like mm. he was uh you know, the, the 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 little bank robber that wanted to that you know that you know wanted to be a terrorist that upgraded <laughs> to being kidnapper. Mm. Um who had <laughs> a knowledge of fine suits. Yeah. John Phillips. Yeah. I have to myself. I've it, it's rumor has it that Arafat Bice is there. <laughs> That's a nice suit, Mr. Dekagi. <laughs> shame to
2: ruin it. Uh, anyway, they're my two favorites. What about you guys? Well um I had uh die hard and um and I'd actually thought of when he was the Metatron in dogma ah oh. i um i fucking loved him in that he was so funny yeah, yeah, yeah. and really just so deadpan just yeah. took the piss and every time he was on it was he just ate the whole scene you know <laughs> very um very very funny role one of his, one of his best i reckon
1: <laughs> what did you say like Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence
2: (laughs) might well do to cover their ears right about now. (laughs) Such um, such a great movie, but uh, just it was it was um, pretty pretty good that they managed to get him on. I thought. Yeah, like you think about like that's that's Alan Rickman in a Kevin Smith movie of all fucking things. Mm. A very um, very Shakespearean man. What about you, Hugh Balls?
3: Well, you've taken all my villains, (laughs) you stealing bastards, but um, there's actually a movie he did, I think, between Die Hard and Robin Hood. My favourite villain he did was probably still Robin Hood. But but he did a movie that I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised if either of you had seen it, actually, with Kevin Kline... And Madeline Stowe from Robin Hood. Oh, I know the one. Called January Man. Oh,
1: you know yeah. that one, Sato? Do you know it? Oh, I, actually was, oh, I, I was thinking of I, I, when you said those two, um, Kevin Kline and Madeline Stowe, I was thinking of that, um, that ghost movie with the – Oh, um,
3: Truly, Madly, Deeply. Yeah, That's the one. No, that's a good one too, actually. But um, in fact, you've got to wonder, is he really gone? Mm. That movie tells us anything. (laughs) He'll be back playing the cello in no fucking time. Yeah. I should probably say to all the uh, devoted listeners that I, you know, take his death very seriously and I'm just making light of it for the sake of the podcast. (laughs) I'm going to miss Alan. (laughs) I mean, the times we had together. But um, no, uh, there's a movie called um, The January Man with Kevin Klein that I think's like 1989 or something. Yeah. And um, it's got fucking heaps of people in it. Like Kevin Klein's brother is. uh, oh, now I'm not gonna remember his name. Um, the pimp from Taxi Driver, help me out here. Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel. Um, and there's all these other New York actors in it, but um, <laughs> Alan Rickman's in it, and Kevin Klein's a detective. And for whatever reason, he decides to get Alan Rickman to help. Him. He's Alan Rickman is his neighbor who lives across the hall, who's always in his apartment with a weird parrot painting because he's, he's an artist. Painting, uh, like, and with naked women sitting there with cats in front of their snatch. And, um, <laughs> and, you know, Kevin Klein comes home and goes, What are you doing in my apartment, Alan? And he's like, You've got the light, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> and, like, keeps painting, and then he goes, I need to talk to you. Can you come with me? He's like, Okay. And he goes, Just languish there, darling. <laughs> Don't molest anything. <laughs> and then like, Leave. <laughs> And, uh, you know, he's apparently a computer expert as well and all this other shit, and he decides to help him solve this mystery. And at one point, he's standing outside of this building going, you know, looking for this woman who's going to be their victim and going to be the next victim of some serial killer. And he goes, there are only two women living on this street on the 23rd floor, and one of them is currently visiting Disney World. (laughs) There you go. You're a really good cop, Ed. He's like, thank you. <laughs> and they go upstairs. But yeah, again, extremely camp role where he somehow doesn't come across as gay. But I, I urge you to watch it because it's, it's probably his most likable role, like where he's the, this affable, you know, real lovely. I, I, I think it's probably what he was, what he was like, mm-hmm. I can imagine, you know, him being pretty laid back and, you know, pretty fun and stuff. He would have been a lot of fun. Can't you imagine going for drinks with Alan Rickman? Mm-hmm would have been great
1: it would have been been very um, um, memorable um
3: david bowie would have been as fun to have drinks with (laughs) i feel like that would have been
2: painful times (laughs) but yeah Yeah. you'd you'd, if you're going out for drinks with david bowie you kind of need to strap yourself in (laughs) it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild night Mm. mind you the guy could judge a walk-off better than anyone oh fuck yeah
0: And you're listening to Post Party at Spargo's.
1: See, I, 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 I have, I've seen the Harry Potter movies, like a couple of them, anyway. Mm. And but, I, I mean, I was, we, like, like, I think I was in my mid twenties when that first movie came out. So I don't I didn't grow up I didn't grow up with those Harry Potter movies, so I don't have the same affection with them that some other people do. Um so I don't see him as what was his name? Snape or whatever it is. Yeah. I don't see like I don't yeah, he's not Snape. For me he's Hans Gruber. Hmm. He's not he's not Snape. Still
3: I've only seen one of those movies and out of context too, because I and I've got no idea what who anybody is or what it all means really. Yeah, but yeah. I can see Like, especially, because, you know, obviously when Alan Rickman comes on, I'm like, yeah, it's Alan Rickman, somebody I kind of know, you know, (laughs) like and and who I enjoy. Um, Instead of all these other fucking people who have got no idea who they are and cameos by every other fucking English actor who can stand up straight and speak, you know, without, like, vomiting on themselves. and um, But he seemed to very much, I mean, I haven't read the books either, but he seemed to very much become that role. And I can imagine that anybody who you know, read the books and watched those movies probably couldn't imagine anybody else other than him doing mm-hmm. it. You know, he really lived into it and his whole physicality and everything. But I, because I, to this day, I don't know. I didn't watch them all. And I apologize if I'm spoiling this for anybody, but I understand that he appears to be a really bad guy for a lot of it. And then. I don't know. It turns out he wasn't really a bad guy, or something, or I don't know. He was working two sides of the fence, or some shit. Because there's like some big war going on between that noseless dude. <laughs> <and everybody>
0: else.
1: <laughs> yeah, there, there are people listening to this later or They're screaming at their speakers, going,
0: "It's <laughs> that man! Man, do it! Is. It's this
1: guy!" Like I, I'm exactly, I'm exactly the same. Like I, I haven't man. read any of the books. I've seen the movies because my wife's a big fan of them, and I've kind of like, hey, I want to watch something that you're interested in, and all the rest of it. Mm. Um, I w- I really enjoyed the, th- I think it's the third one in the series, the one that's got the werewolves in it, mm. only because Gary Oldman's in it, and it's Gary Oldman, like he's he's a he's a fraction away from his performance in Leon, the professional. Oh yeah, like um... he's just he's really? just I will he's just
3: watch that then <laughs> he's just
1: there's a few scenes where he's just he's just channeling that that, that crooked detective from Leon that's um <laughs> oh. the
2: prisoner of Azkaban is that the that's the
3: one yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
2: um oh, yeah. that awesome Sato I
3: can just see him walking in on Harry and going
2: <laughs> I haven't got time
3: let's <laughs> <the mouse> bullshit <laughs> <laughs> bring me everyone what everyone <laughs> come down to my office, room 4602. <laughs> and popping pills, listening to Beethoven. <laughs> it's like
1: it's like a Harry Potter fan from the early 20s going, what the fuck are you dinosaurs talking about? <laughs> what is Leon what? Please, kids, educate yourself. It's a fantastic uh, movie. So good. I need to re-watch that too. It's on. Um, it's on. It's on Netflix, I believe. I oh, apparently, I unfortunately, seen it's, on there. it's unfortunately it's only the theatrical release. The director's cut's not on there. Oh, which is still fine. Cut. It's serviceable. Hmm. Now yeah, you know it'll do. But just to watch Oldman fucking turn it up to twelve <laughs> in every opportunity. That's it. Like it, after, like I I watched rewatched Leon um fuck it was only late last year when I, when I saw it on netflix i hadn't seen it for a very very long time and and you forget like you you, you forget just how over the top gary oldman's performances. like just that bit where like the guy goes you know he gets you know bring me everyone what everyone <laughs> like you just picture the director going cut gary um just <laughs> thank you that was a choice um I asked for a seven. You gave me a hundred and ten. <laughs> you just dial it down, just a touch. I love him. I, I, everything he's in is awesome. Mm.
2: He is so good. Um... Even a Rastafarian drug dealer. He's awesome.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Why did he do that? <laughs> you know the guy. What? That...
2: Why? Cause yeah. He's Gary fucking Oldman. That's why. Because <laughs> he can
1: tell me tell he was probably in a, he was probably talking to his agent oh tony uh, tony scott's uh, making a movie based on this a script by this unknown quentin tarantino kid um there's a part that you'd be perfect for it's uh it's the it's the uh the head of this uh mafia crime family christopher walkens up for the role he would probably read the script and went that that guy there the, the Rastafarian drug deal i want to play that guy uh gary you're you're english you're not black <laughs> I thought, I'll make it work. <laughs> All right, put some dreads in my hair. Let's yeah. do this. I don't know why, in my portrayal of Gary Oldman just then, I turned into a really bad Van Damme.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Troopers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, this is Nurse Murderer, and you are listening to
0: Post Party at Spagos.
1: I've gotten to the stage where, like, I, I don't even like watching aliens now. I don't even actually watch aliens. I just kind of watch like shit that happens in the background of it. Yeah, like it's so, if, like I've come so to if the stage to find where, something new. I've come. I've seriously come to the stage with that movie where it's like what it's like. I, I, all I see is that Matrix rain. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, well, like I'm actually I'm seeing the code behind the code, love,
3: man. I found something you'd love, and I, I hate to. Plug another fucking podcast on here, but um, one of the year. wolf right, Nigel, Nigel edit it out later. <laughs> yeah. It's called "I Was There Too," and yeah. uh, oh fuck it, why not plug them? You know they're, they're great. You know it's it's some dude who gets actors who are in kind of minor roles in huge movies. Yeah, and it's called "I Was There Too." When he goes, "So what was it like?" <laughs> and they go, "Yeah, well, you know, there was this and there was that and shit." And um, he's done. I think. Three different people that were in Aliens, uh, just because they were in so many other things as well. Yeah. He did, like Frost, do you remember Frost? He was the yeah,
1: black Rick, guy. Rico, Rico Ross. Oh no, was it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, he, he, he did. Him, he, he played. He played. He played the de- a, the detective in Wishmaster, and he was also the security guard that let Tom Cruise uh, pass the eye eye sensor in the first Mission Impossible movie. Oh. Yeah, I know my alien shit, man. I even know mo- <laughs> the
3: movies that the, the cast are in. Well, I'll tell you something. Hey, try uh, me again.
1: Test me, test me again. I'll be
3: I'll be impressed if you get this. But right. You'll get it. So, But Nigel no, probably doesn't know this. You know Vasquez?
1: Yeah, yeah, Jeanette Goldstein.
3: Ah, fuck you. She also, <laughs> she, she,
1: she also starred in Lethal Weapon 2. She was the chick that died on the diving board. I know,
2: I know. And She was in Terminator too, wasn't she? She, she? was, she was John
1: Connor's three. foster mum. Hmm.
3: That's right, and she was the fucking Irish mum in fucking Titanic. Oh, son, of a, you, you're four for four. <laughs> well, anyway, but, um, do you know what she's doing with herself now? I know because I listened to her, I was there too. So
1: I, let me hang on. She 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 um, owns uh, oh, a bra or underwear shop.
0: Ah! In LA <laughs> for like
1: big, for
3: big bulky chicks. No, 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 no. But chicks with big boobs that aren't big bulky chicks. Oh, ah, oh, all right. I get half a mark off. And you know what? When she was talking about it, she's like, you know, so Jewish girls and and black chicks—they're my people, pretty much. She's like, that—that's who comes in there. Wow. <laughs> so they got small bodies but big busts, right? And she's like. We, our motto is the alphabet starts at E. <laughs> <laughs> Good honor.
1: She's obviously seen a market.
3: Fuck yeah. And she goes, and you know, it's, it's a professional bra fitting, it's like a proper boutique. She's like, you know, we, we have a special person come to you and dealing with it all. She goes, but you know, it's not like back in New York. And she snapped into this well, like flawlessly. So she goes, not like you know, back in the early days in New York, where it's like, okay, bend over, darling. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> End over, darling. We're going to fit this brazier.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Oh, please be gentle.
3: Yeah. But, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, I told you, you. I told you I'm a freak when it comes to that movie. You should check that shit out, know You would dig it um, and because you'll find out all this shit. And then Frost talks about it as well. They, they talk to a guy who's like the – I think he might have been even like a youngish kid in Leon who's like in the kitchen chopping shit or whatever, whenever Danny Aiello's there. And um, he talks about like Leon and shit and what it was like and um, what it was like being on set. And they kind of go into the whole, yeah, it was a bit odd. It was sort of a relationship between this sort of simpleton guy and a, you know, underage girl. It was a bit weird. And he's like, yeah, he said that wasn't even the creepiest shit. And they're like, what? He goes, uh, well, between takes, uh, Natalie Portman, you know, 13 year old Natalie Portman would go and sit on Luc Besson's lap. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, he's like, oh, really? What was that like? He's like, yeah, we were all not really that cool with it, but whatever. <laughs> you know. <laughs> he, he, he,
2: he, he's French. He doesn't know any better. He's
3: French, yeah. Well, I think at the time he was like too busy. Um, well, he's got to his, his parliament.
2: I mean, come on.
3: Mila Jovovich or whatever the shit, you know? He was too busy doing that. So, um yeah.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot those two were married.
2: <laughs> hey, this is All Drolled Up, and you're listening to Post Party at Spagos.
3: Hey, Sato, i just got to test you on this one, too. So, you've seen La Femme Nikita, right? You oh, very, very long time ago. Okay, because you know that... Leon is in La Femme Nikita, and the whole Leon movie comes from this, yes. this cameo of, like, Leon in La Femme Nikita, where he comes along as the cleaner.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard, I've heard a similar um, um, linkage of movies between Harvey Cattell's character from the, the American remake of The, the
3: Assassin... Oh, yeah, and... um, And the the Wolf, Winston Wolf from Pulp Fiction. Fuck, I never really put that together before. Yeah, someone... It's educational, this podcast, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Someone said that, yeah, someone goes like, Winston Wolf is like, let's say Harvey Cattell from um, The Assassin, Bridget Fonda's Assassin, is like Winston Wolf back when he was working. And so by the time Pulp Fiction happens, he's kind of retired and only doing, like, freelance work. Like, when, you know, Marcellus Wallace calls him up for a favor kind of thing. Yeah,
3: because yeah, he's at some awesome cocktail party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Full black tie, you know. Because he's full. that's, like, Saturday morning or something, isn't it? Well, who the fuck is doing that on Saturday morning? <laughs> it's, 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 that was so it's weird. And, that was it's before lost lunch. It's, lost
1: yeah. it's not supposed to make sense. Hmm.
3: His Clark Gable moustache too. I mean,
1: fuck. <laughs> hey. Um. Anyway, you know, I, got a, I got a segue in regards to that uh, fan theory in regards to um that assassin pulp fiction linkage, hmm. and I've been trying to um. I've actually, there's been a whole series of radio shows and podcasts where I've been trying to um tell you tell the you guys in the audience about this stuff. Um. So this is like fan theories in films, where, uh, like that, where some, where where someone said, "Oh, hey, did you know that the guy from the Assassin, and the guy from Pulp Fiction, are the same character?" Sort of like people have created their own fiction in that kind of movie universe. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole stack of them here. So these are a couple of my favorite ones. So this one's from The Thing, the um, John Carpenter remake. So the theory is that the bottle that Kurt Russell offers Keith David towards the end of the thing is actually one of the Molotov cocktails that K- Kurt Russell's character was chucking around earlier. Yeah. Now, the reason why is because David's, Keith David's character would obviously recognize that he was chugging, would recognize he was chugging down a bottle of gasoline, but the thing wouldn't. So at the so the that what the this fan theory is saying that it was Keith David's was the thing <laughs> in the end of that movie.
3: Yeah. What the fuck, <laughs> Keith fucking David? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How the fuck is he the thing? Isn't the thing? Oh, I'm thinking of the blob. Ah, uh... you'd you'd recognize the blob. And yeah. He yeah. Keith David. Keith might have put on some weight, but shit, <laughs> he ain't the blob. And he and fuck. Keith, David's too busy, bloody, telling the chick from the labyrinth. Hey, baby, I know it's pretty, but I didn't take it out for air.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, I've seen Requiem for a Dream. God knows how long.
3: Oh, don't. It'll fucking make you want to slit your wrists. Jesus. Fucking know, that
1: ending, that, that, that film, that's got a fucking pitch black, dark ending.
3: Oh, yeah. Gotcha.
1: Like... It, yeah. all goes, it all goes. very, very unwell for the three mains.
3: Hey Soto, you seen? You must have seen uh, Men at Work with Emilio Estevez and um, yeah. Charlie Sheen, right? I,
1: I was tell- I was talking to Nigel about this the one time on the radio. I, I, my fan theory is: I've always thought that like Men at Work is like a weird sequel to Platoon
3: in well, regards have Keith David's obviously Keith David's the same David.
2: character like they they the back after the war <laughs>
3: yeah the back not after the war like Charlie Sheen's character you don't think that's Charlie no no Sheen. He, that's
1: not Taylor that's not Taylor but Yeah, Keith David um is what was his name king or whatever his name was from yeah from- yeah but he
3: was way more laid back when he was in vietnam yeah yeah, was- yeah,
1: yeah yeah but he's, like he's, he's, he's shell shocked now this is a couple <laughs> years later he's got to bit of a PT, ptsi whatever they call it
2: PDS yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's moved to Las
3: place <laughs> I should have known you guys love this one and uh, you remember the song uh, to pump up the jam oh, <laughs> dude oh, yeah. pump up the jam man that shit is great that's such a, a like a flawless movie really <laughs> like really Emilio directed it, and he did a good fucking job. I'm telling you, I, I was proud of him for that. He's done.
1: He's done. He's actually not a bad director. He, he directed a movie not that long ago about um, uh, Robert Kennedy. About that, yeah, I saw
3: of- that. I didn't love that, but it was it was interesting. It was definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: so there's a fan theory from The Rock. Sean Connery's character from The Rock is um, the one and only James Bond. Caught oh. spying in America. He has spent the rest of his life in, in various pr- prison, prisons. Mm. And they, they reckon that it's because that FBI director, director Womack, says that the man does not exist, not in the United States or Great Britain. He has no name. And that's because his name is James Bond, which is his code name.
3: Yeah. Womack from Womack and Womack? <laughs> <laughs> He's like teardrops oh, in yeah. in uh, eyes. like pumping that through the prison PA system Let just to want him you. <laughs>
0: yeah. Every you. day
3: fucking uh, Sean Connery sitting there listening, going that fucking song again. <laughs> teardrops <laughs> Womack,
2: well, Mac, you son of a bitch.
3: Hey uh, Sato actually you'll love this. <laughs>
1: This is Bradery, and you're listening to Post Party at Spagos.
3: Hey, Soto, who was the one who said I was taking shrapnel in k Who the fuck was that? That's,
2: uh, That's Busey, Gary Busey point in Point Break.
3: What the fuck? Is he even old enough to have been taking shrapnel in k at that point?
1: In Point Break? Alright, when was Point Break released? 90- was that,
2: 93, maybe? 93. So you
1: he, so would have to be,
3: what, in his 50s for that to happen?
2: Yeah, I, that, that could have
3: worked. That could have worked. Anyway, sorry, I've gotten slightly off topic here. Off point, man. Off point, and, uh,
1: man. So yeah. where were we? Um, back to the, Back to the future. Mm. Oh. So, oh. fan theory goes that Doc Brown is attempting to commit suicide when he tests out his DeLorean. He states that all of his previous experiments were failures and he proceeds to stand directly in front of the speeding car, guaranteed his own death if his latest attempt stays true to form. And then all of a sudden his DeLorean goes back in time and he you know gets a new taste for life. Hmm? Shit. he
3: got like McFly standing next to him too. He was going to take him with him. That's right.
2: That's that's, um, not cool. that's pretty dark. Mm.
1: Um, How's this one for Dark? Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory.
0: (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I'm worried already.
1: (laughs) Uh, Wonka was a deranged, child-hating killer who staged the industrial accidents that took place in his factory. Charlie was carefully selected on account of his vulnerability, with Wonka grooming him to continue his evil legacy. Now, the, uh, how else does would the Oompa Loompas have known to prepare song and dance routines based around the names of the victims?
3: <laughs> but do they all die? The ones that like... Well, you never didn't... see. You never see what happens to them.
2: I mean, who was it? Verica just gets rolled out. Augustus Loop is like stuck in a tube.
3: But mm. doesn't one of them drowns in chocolate? do not they or?
2: Yeah, that was Augustus.
3: <laughs> I think for memory the, like the
1: Tim Burton one, has resolution to what happens to the kids. Oh. The, I can't remember that. But I saw that actually. The original one doesn't like it's just
2: left up to the audience to decide yeah. what happens to the kids and everything else. Not the Oompa Loompas just take them out, and I assume they get hosed off or whatever. Yeah, or I, the, I, or, or do the
1: Oompa Loompas take them out? Probably. Well, they could. That, maybe the um, lumpers just feed on children. Like, that's what, that's how they, that's how, like, that's their food source.
3: Well, maybe Wonka's like snack not on, a. Snack on some kids and then go like, and have a spray tan.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and green hair dye. Pretty much.
3: Wonka might not have been a serial killer so much as maybe, like, I'll go along with that to a point, but maybe he's just like, school of hard knocks, and he's like, You little, ungrateful, shithead, spoiled cunts. You're going to come in here and be fucking greedy when the only thing I tell you is to not be greedy? Yeah, then you're going to drown in some chocolate. You know what? Life's tough, man. My fucking old man gave me a fucking daily punch to the back of the head. That's all he gave me. That and fucking cold sores. So (laughs) you're going to drown in that chocolate if you're going to be greedy. All I said was don't touch anything and you can have a whole factory Little cunts. What's wrong with you for today? <laughs> anyway, Charlie, you've done well. You didn't do anything. Cool. I love you, urchins. Cool. You can take over. You'll be just like me. Hmm. Got to be hard with this new generation.
1: That's a, that's the the, the the next remake of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking to see Yeah,
3: you've... After I get my work on the new um, Aliens film, <laughs> <editing> <laughs> that, which uh, thanks to our recommendation here, I'm, I'm hoping I will shoot. With, sweep with...
1: With a stra- with Australian Australian's own own Mick Taylor playing the role of Wonka.
3: <laughs> Here you go, boys, a head on a stick. <laughs> oh, that was just fucking rough. Jesus Christ. Ugh, yeah. have, you anyway,
1: have, have you guys ever like um come across a sequel to um, um uh, number two? I haven't Wolf watched that yet. No, uh, I Freak, it, Yeah. It- yeah, it's 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 not good.
3: Is it not?
2: Lightning what? does not strike
1: twice.
3: The first one was fucking excellent,
2: but um, yeah, not good as in it's just like they they it's just they, trying they, too hard. Or all right,
1: Do you remember how like um, House of a Thousand Corpses hmm. was like uh, uh, like a really long uh, Rob Zombie film, right? Yeah, and very um, like it was just like. Pretty much everything that he ever wanted to do by making his own movie kind of yeah. thing, and then when he went back when he went to make the sequel, the characters are exactly the same, but the whole tone of the movie is completely different. Like even the genre of the film is
3: completely yeah. different. It's like I'm a like, real I'm sort of way more though. outlaw. Yeah, yeah, Devil's movie. Rejects is
1: fucking an awesome film. Mm. Well, yeah. with Wolf Creek to Wolf Creek Two, they kind of do try and do the exact same thing, but fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> like they turn it into you know how Wolf Creek's very um you know, it's the three leads and they're stuck in that well, you know, in the cave or in his shed and it's like torture porn kind of thing? Mm. Yeah, it's stuck very in in cave. In, yeah, it's very enclosed kind of claustrophobic atmosphere. They open up the second one to be almost like a chase film. Yeah. Almost like a weird Australian remake of that stupid fucking um uh, truck chasing oh, uh, Paul Walker fucking film. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, um, one with Paul Walker and Lily Stabowski when she they 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 proposition. It's got Steve Steve Zahn in it as well. Yeah, 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 they proposition that truck driver to meet them at a restaurant. and They all have a good laugh at his expense, and then they fucking goes crazy and tries to kill him. Mm. It's like a weird Australian remake of that. Yeah. With the same character from Wolf Creek, but anyway, I, I didn't like it. They, they the way they kind of, I mean, I give them props for trying to do something different.
3: Got any more of these um, uh, weird fan fiction? I'm actually fascinated by this now. These people that have um, like, it's
2: pretty cool.
1: There's a lot here that people already know about, like the Blade Runner one about Deckard being the replicant. Yeah. Um, yeah. The pulp fiction suitcase containing Mar- Marcellus Wallace's soul. Um, <laughs> What the fuck, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, you guys haven't heard that one?
3: No, no. Oh, but I will tell you what. Again, listen to that podcast, Sato, because um, they get the guy. You know the guy who gets his head blown off in the car. Yeah, uh, he's a, he's a voice actor. That's um, yeah, Lamar. Yeah, uh, he, he does the that.
1: voice of ah uh, fuck. He's someone from Futurama. I can't remember what his. It it's um, Hermes. He does the voice of Hermes from Hermes. Futurama. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, right. Jamaican
3: guy.
0: Hmm.
3: see that's uh, the that's the new career I want Soto. I want to do voiceovers this year as well I want to get out of this editing gig I want to make money to basically rock up say shit and leave <laughs> see, it's,
1: it's, it's worked for fucking Mark Hamill fucking post Star Wars
3: I know man he's fucking everywhere with that shit I listened to an interview with him too recently as well and I'm like wow he's done heaps of stuff like fucking heaps
1: yeah he's some ridiculous. idiot some idiot I worked with said um. Oh, I bet Mark Hamill's fucking happy they're making a new Star Wars movie so he's got money to eat. Oh, when you're a fucking idiot.
3: No, he's been killing it just like yeah. behind the scenes, though.
1: And like he's been he's he's pretty pretty got much stacks been, of cash. <laughs> he's pretty much been the only person to be the voice of the Joker. Yeah. In every um, incarnation of Batman that's not live action since 1990. Yeah. So, if the Joker's been in a TV series or a video game or something, Mark Hamill has been the guy that does the voice.
3: You know, he was also in. Do you remember the Flash?
1: Yeah, the, the Trickster. Yeah, yeah,
3: the nineties one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's actually in the.
1: He's actually he's come back in the um, remake as well.
3: Bullshit.
1: Yeah, yeah, they brought him I, back. I
3: was gonna like. I was. I thought I saw the old one you know, in a shop and I was going to buy it and I went, ah, oh, this is some new fucking shit version of it. You know, I'm like fuck that. I want to see the one with Mark Hamill where he's some mental scientist or whatever, you know, but, uh, no, he's, he's, um, he's coming
1: back. No, he's in, he's in like, <laughs> he's in one episode of season one and he's in a couple episodes of season two.
3: Oh, boys. All right. Check this shit out. Okay. <laughs> Mark Hamill, right? Mm-hmm. I saw his face at the end of Star Wars. I'm not a big Star Wars fan. I'm not that into it, but whatever. Yeah, I saw his face at the end of that.
1: Hang on, hang on. Before you go any further, are we allowed to talk Star Wars spoilers? Uh, we What's spoiled
2: the-, the shit out of it in the last episode.
1: All right, let's put a I put a caveat on it. Warning: spoilers. We're about to talk Force Awakens.
2: Oh fuck! Go. Go
1: Look,
3: if, if you haven't seen it already. Then you're obviously not the sort of cunt who fucking gives a shit about fucking Star Wars. So if
1: you are one of fucking the 20- spoiler
3: alert, Luke Skywalker's in it, okay? Fucking, if you like, are, if you are one effect. of the
1: twenty people in the world that has not seen Force Awakens yet, spoiler yeah. warning.
3: Yeah, Hugh, yeah. so, the mic's okay. yours. You get to see Mark Hamill's face. So come at me now, world. All right, <laughs> you get to see his face. And I was thinking to myself, right. And you just finished the thought for me just now. So, Mark Hamill, right? Yeah. We can all agree. Excellent actor. Unfortunately, he had that hardcore success with Star Wars in the beginning. Didn't really get to go anywhere from there with that, right? Unfortunately. Yep. It just didn't happen for him. I don't know why... I don't think he's in any way a a lesser actor to fucking um, Harrison Ford. Not at all. I feel like he's easily on par or maybe better. Who knows? But somehow it just didn't quite click for him. Comes back now with a little cameo in this, right? Obviously, he's probably going to have a a larger role in in the next little bit. Yeah. Now, who does that remind you of? John fucking Travolta? Quentin Tarantino needs to grab a hold of Mark fucking Hamill, quick smart, and Come have back, kid. The survival of this guy. We need him back, man. He's going to be in there.
1: Killing it. So, so the next Tarantino movie,
3: you reckon Mark, Mark Hamill, Hamill should be, be in it? He will be in it. I'm telling you now. He will be in it. Hey, Blake, too late for that. It's already out. But I reckon the next one, I reckon he won't be able to help himself, and rightly so. I reckon he'll grab some Hamill they so are taken by the Hamill. Get some Hamill by the down.
1: <laughs> going to give myself a handful of Hamill.
3: MC Hamill. <laughs> 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 yeah, MC, <fantastic>. MC.
1: <laughs> Why? Why did he not release an album at the height of his fucking popularity called MC Hamill? Yeah. The f- There's a missed opportunity right there. It's not
0: too
1: late. <laughs> it can still be done. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Now that honestly that that like um I know that he got paid a lot not a lot of money for his um portrayal of Luke Skywalker from the first three movies, but I do know that he got a lot of money in the back end in regards to merchandising rights Mm. and um and and um and percentage of box office gross and all the rest of it. So that dude had like he would never need to work again. Like, if his acting is for
3: the love of it, kind of thing. Yeah. But, uh, like, I don't, I don't, I don't reckon those guys got much of the back end of the merchandising.
1: I no, reckon- no, no, they did because that's the, that's how they kind of, because.
2: That was an early deal that struck with, um, with Lucas. Yeah, yeah.
1: But you'll see a lot, a lot of those, a lot of the movies where they get actors in and it's, I'm talking like the big, huge, Blockbuster movies that cost like two hundred million dollars to make, they pay the actors a pittance up front so they can spend all the money on special effects, right? But pay them in the back end in regards to like royalties and licensing and all the rest. I get here.
3: that. I get that. But I don't believe that um that Lucas and Spielberg and all those fuckers shared much of the merchandising money with the actors. I think that maybe they have to get a certain amount because I've heard. Um, Carrie Fisher talk about this that they have to maybe get a certain amount if it's their image specifically yeah, yeah, yeah. like if they're if they are there because she did some stand-up show I saw called Wishful Drinking which is oh, yeah, actually yeah, yeah. funny which she's like yeah there's a uh, Pez dispenser of me and she like shows that and she goes yeah also there's like one of those Japanese sex dolls and she like brings that out <laughs> So, yep, this one of them. She goes, and I get a little bit for this shit, but I don't get any say in how it's made. And you can pretty much see my vagina, you know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, yeah. Sorry, I digress. So she but, gets
1: a little slice of the pie, but not she. Has, she doesn't get a say in what what they uh, do. With the pie. What they do with it? Oh, okay, fair
3: enough. Oh fuck, I don't even know who the fuck knows. I, you know, I'm making all this shit up. But I'll tell you one little thing, and I'll be impressed if you know this, Sato. My brother pointed this out to me recently. He's like, oh, I went back and watched the first one again. I said, oh, yeah. I don't know why I'm making him talk like that. Yeah, what he doesn't actually talk like that. He um, said, I went back to watch the first one again. And at the very end, you know, there's a massive fuck-up in it. And they left. Yeah, 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 I know what you're about to say. And I was like, what are you talking about? And, I like, and besides... With the remastered versions, didn't Lucas go through and fucking change heaps of shit? And he's like, yeah, for some reason he left this in. And I'm like, oh, yeah, what is it? And it's when he's getting out of his like fighter uh, spaceship thing, X-Wing thing, and um, you see Carrie, uh, Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia going, Luke! You know, yelling out to him. And he goes, Carrie! And like yeah. runs over to her all enthused. And that had never even—I'd never noticed that before. It had never stuck out to me. But the minute that he mentioned it, I went, "Yeah, yeah, I've seen that like ten times." And yeah, of course he fucking says that. I remember him saying that, and I'm like, for whatever reason, it just didn't even bother me at the time. I'm like, "Yeah, that's not her name. That's, that's the fucking actor's name." You know, it, it's, it's, one of those, it's one of those—it's
1: one of those weird things for for like the amount of um uh, shit that all of us star wars nerds have given lucas over the years for constantly changing star wars and making like greedo shoot first and all that kind of bollocks it, there's a there's there's a couple of things it doesn't matter how many times that he's re-released it it's almost like he he like he acknowledges like some of the mistakes that have become part of pop culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And leaves them in there because that's one of them. And the other scene is when the stormtrooper smacks his head on the door as it's um, one of the um, automatic opening doors.
2: Mm. And he always left that in.
1: It, and now they've actually added a dunk sound atri- sound effect too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And the Blu-ray, the, so the latest version, the Blu-ray version, there's actually an audible thud now when the when the stormtrooper cracks his head.
3: I know that it's a huge waste of my time mentioning this because there's no way that you don't already know this, Sato. But I'm just a, a regular human being, right? So I didn't look up any of this. Yeah, you're, you're, you're one of these, you're, you're you're these freaks. Right? You're one of these freaks that well, actually sitting got- in the fucking cinema because I've, I've now... Ugh, I'm slightly ashamed to say I've watched that Force Awakens three times now, right? Once I went to see it, just because I'm like, all right, I want to go and see it. Saw it with my mate, Gareth, the G-Man. Props to the G-Man. Went to see that. Uh, I'd also like to point out that I I brought in two huge pint cans of Pabst Blue Ribbon beer to drink. <laughs> just to take the edge off me having to watch a fucking Star Wars movie in case it was terrible. And um, Anyway... Then I watched it again with my brothers just because they were going and, you know, it was Christmas time and it was sort of something to do, so we went. Then my old man wanted to see it, so I went to see it a third time. I'm like, fuck me, I never want to see that again in the theatre. But the second time, my brother's sitting next to me and he says, oh, this stormtrooper here who's walking in next to the new, young, hot English kind of plain looking but really hot English bird who they've got, Whoever the fuck she is, I can't remember her name. What's
2: her name? Daisy. Um, Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley. Yeah.
3: Daisy Ridley. Okay. Who's fucking hot, by the way? If you're listening, Daisy. You know, I don't have any children yet, so
2: let's <laughs> have some children.
3: But um, when she's sitting in the thing and she does the voice, or you know, does the Jedi voice thing, yeah. which I was really pleased that they included that because on the way in to the cinema, uh, my mate Gareth was like what are you going to do? You're walking around with these two fucking massive, you know, beer cans in your, in your cargo pockets. What if somebody asks you and I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, you look like you've shit your pants twice. You know, like what if somebody asks you, can we look at your pockets? I was going to wave my hand and go, you don't need to look in my pockets. <laughs> <laughs> these are not the pockets you're looking for. But um, God, that was and, terrible joke. I'm and if try.
1: they're a fan, they should go, well, played, sir. Come <laughs> yeah, on, please. exactly. Please like, come exactly. on through.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let him through. Let him through. Move along. Yeah, he talk, he okay.
1: talks the talk.
3: Yeah. Or I should have won some kind of secret prize that they had, like, lined up. <laughs> if anybody pulls this, give them this prize. But um, anyway, so, yeah, when she does that voice thing, you know the stormtrooper um, who's in the room, who she's like, you're going to remove these restraints or whatever. And uh, he goes, I'll tighten the restraints, you scum, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. That guy, right? That voice? Jeez, I'll be impressed if, if, if you didn't know this, Sutter. I'll be so happy. Do you know whose voice that is? Daniel Craig. Fuck and fuck, shit, fuck. You can't just give give me one. I can give you <laughs> one fact. <laughs> fuck. Did you know, Nige?
2: No, I didn't know that.
3: <laughs> so. and it, the funny thing is, the second time I'm watching it, my brother told me. The first time, I didn't pay any fucking attention. And the second time, I'm like, hey, of course that's him. That sounds just like him.
1: Yeah, I'm exactly the same. So the first time I saw it was with Nige at the midnight screening and just went, okay, nondescript stormtrooper, fair enough, whatever. And then when I read that that was Daniel Craig, I've seen it twice since, and now his voice sticks out like fucking lightning.
3: Did he wear the suit or did they just – Get him to ADR the whole thing.
1: I'm. I. I'm, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure. I, I. did read one story that it was, um, that they were shooting, uh, Force Awakens on the same, um, studio that, um, Spectre was being shot at. Right. And they just said, Hey, come over here, throw the fucking suit on, and just do this one line. line it would be really
3: funny and everything else. Did because- you? You disappointed that the fucking whole cast of the raid. Were there or you know, the main cast, yeah, yeah, and that like they didn't really get to do anything, you know, they just died straight away, and yeah, yeah, they, they hardly even. Spoke. It was,
1: it was same with um, the 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 lady um, that they cast from Game of Thrones that there was the 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 chrome looking stormtrooper they called oh. Cap- Captain Phasma, yeah,
3: who was that.
1: They ca- you know that giant chick from Game of Thrones? She's um, Brienne of Cars. Oh,
3: yeah, the blonde chick who's yeah. really tall. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: so they cast her specifically for that role. And so going into it, people are like, this fucking chick's going to like just fucking eat Jedis for fucking breakfast kind of thing. Mm. She's in the movie all of fucking 10 minutes and doesn't do fuck all. Like yeah. People are already saying like she's the Boba Fett of that movie.
3: She's coming back, though, right? Or did oh hey, yeah, no, I'm the- sure. I'm sure <laughs> she will. But it, like a lot
1: of people refer to as like Boba Fett because the, the, the everyone oh. talks about how Boba Fett's like the biggest baddest character from the original trilogy. But when you go back to watch the original trilogy, really, what the fuck does Boba Fett actually do? Not much. Yeah.
2: Did you, um, just as a, a sidebar, the um, the guy that voiced Boba Fett only died. Um, last week, Jeremy Bollock is his name. Jason Wingreen. Uh I think Bollock was the actor that played him. Yeah, not the actor, the guy he that actually
3: voice. Does he speak?
2: The guy that voiced him and said, "Um, he's no good to be he's dead." He's no good to be dead. Yeah.
3: Oh. Yeah. They
1: they replaced him with Teremaya Morrison for the re-releases.
3: Yeah, who was fucking. I mean that that was a, a pretty cool move. <laughs> I was so impressed by that. <laughs> Cook me some eggs, look woman. Look Yeah, yeah. I don't know what all the nerds thought, but I was like, "Yeah, you want a badass fucking guy? You got this fucking this fucking hardcore Kiwi dude that everybody knows for being this dude who'll just smack the shit out of you, smack you over. (laughs) Just
1: just replace replace this Boba Fett who is traditionally done by like an English gentleman with Jake the fucking
3: Musk. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I'm gonna fucking bully." what's that <laughs> what's that fucking cloud city that they were in at when they yeah. busted what is it
1: yeah cloud city you cloud
3: city yeah is that it yeah. all right, so okay, they, you know fucking yeah, replace them all, I mean like well, fucking you know guess <laughs> hard solo is there and it, I don't know, I always felt he was really overacted by fucking um. Indiana Jones or whoever the fuck he is. So, Harrison <laughs> Ford, sorry. I've been <laughs> drinking wine. I haven't really eaten dinner yet. Um but uh yeah, like, you know, it's like I'm hanging out in Cloud City, neck minute, Boba Fett comes in and fuck me right up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> neck minute. <laughs> hanging out in Cloud City, neck minute, Boba Fett, smick me over. <laughs> Told me to cook him some fucking eggs. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was fucking choice, bro.
1: Put put Captain Solo in the cargo hold.
3: <laughs> bro. He's useless to me dead. Yeah. He's pretty much useless anyway, so whatever. <laughs> put him in the freezer for later. <laughs> we'll cook him up, eh? We'll put him in the fucking honey.
1: I'm, I'm a lovable chap. <laughs> so it's hard. It is. It's hard to watch those those Blu Ray re releases and to hear Boba Fett talk, and it's and it's it's Jake the Moss Yeah, I know.
3: Whoa, 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 whoa! Did they get him to revoice it?
1: Yeah. So yeah. You, you know how in um the the, the prequel trilogy, Teri Morrison yeah. played Boba Fett's. Yeah, young, I know that. Yeah, I got that. Jango yeah. Fett. So what they've done is they've gone okay when little. Boba Fett, or as Teramaya Morrison says, here, booba. When he grows up, his voice will sound exactly like his father's. Right. So when um Boba Fett speaks in the Blu-ray edition of the original trilogy, it's Teramaya Morrison doing the um yeah, re records. Uh, you know, I would be
3: upset about that were it not for the fact that I fucking love Tabiero Morrison and I want him to be in everything. You know. I even enjoyed Speed 2, just because he was in that for like fucking 10 minutes. Oh, he, was, he was too, wasn't
2: he? Hey, this is John O'Coyote,
3: and you're listening to Post Party at Spa Oh, did you ever see a Willem Defoe movie from like 1990 or something, right? It was R-rated from all the sex it was basically a fucking porno oh
1: fucking um body, body evidence, evidence
3: it? Uh, that's it with willem Defoe and madonna,
0: madonna.
3: <laughs> oh man and it's just like they're just casually watching video of her like just like reverse cowgirl riding some guy into the sunset going this is her here on this video fucking broad you know doing all this kind of like you know police bullshit and then um Trying to make basic instinct basically but just fucking failing <laughs> and then like That was that was a she weird killed fucking the guy by putting cocaine in his um in his nasal spray or something <laughs> And I'm like Shit that ain't gonna kill you I'll put some of that shit in my nasal spray <laughs> That was I a said, weird
1: That was a weird wanted... fucking time period. You remember when that so like in the early nineties I think maybe Basic Instinct was the thing that Mm. fucking started the avalanche, but it almost felt like every couple of weeks there was a new erotic thriller was being released. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah. No internet. That's it. Like, you know, you just go, I certainly know as a young teenage boy, you'd go down to the fucking video store and you'd hire fucking The Colour of Night with Bruce Willis and some young spanking hot chick who's prepared to take all her fucking get off and let Bruce Willis pretty much fuck her in some pool (laughs) and you get to watch it. And if you hit that pause button, right, you're going to get there, my friend. It's going to be fine. (laughs) There was a lot of
2: pool fucking. There was was Jade. Showgirls. Showgirls. Oh, Jade. Oh, Bitter Moon. There was uh, Sliver. Yeah. Sliver. Sea of Love with Pacino and fucking... uh,
3: Yeah, that's actually a good movie though. I'll pay that movie.
2: I'll Ellen go. Barkin was the one. That's the one. Um, that's the one. Was in that. Um, there was a sex lies and videotape. There I'm sure a, there
1: was there was one or two with Mickey Rourke in it. Wild
2: Orchid. That was it. Nine and a half weeks. Uh, Wild Orchid and nine and a half weeks were both Mickey Rourke.
3: Poison Ivy. Oh uh, uh, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, oh yeah. That was that was um,
3: Drew Barrymore. I think.
1: What was that movie that had fucking um a young Mickey Rourke in it and Eric Roberts? Was it like the Pope of Greenwich Village or something?
3: Fuck, I don't even know. Um, Can't but uh, I feel like we're missing a really big big one. Oh fuck. Okay, so there was one that I think they made a sequel for it too
2: and Wasn't there disclosure had... as well. There was
3: there Oh was yeah, like
2: um Michael Douglas's sophomore uh-huh. piece after doing um, Basic uh, Instinct. It would, but that was it, sort it, of
3: like a proper movie,
2: you know, from a Michael Crichton book. But yeah. the,
3: you know, the... the that one,
1: that was he, that the one with Demi Moore and the roles were the Like Demi Moore was the fucking... Yeah, name, was the, yeah. She was like the antagonist?
2: Sexually harassing him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, shit, sexually harassing him. <laughs> she basically fucked <bumped> him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, she sexually harassed him with her vagina. Say,
3: hey, get that to me by Friday toots and <laughs> smacked him on the ass. She pretty much like grabbed him with work and was working his shaft and fucking doing all this other stuff. And uh, But he said, no, I'm not doing it anymore. In fact, oh, shit. Oh, I just remembered, okay, he had a pretty, he had a fucking classy line, actually. Because he's in there, you know, he's showing her pictures of his wife and shit before they start getting it, getting it happening. And she's like, oh, she looks like she keeps, you know, know, uh, a really good house for you. Keeps a well stocked refrigerator for you. And he's like, oh, well, yeah. Well, she hasn't lost all the weight since she had the kids. And she's like, no, you fucking asshole. I mean, you know, she's made a home for you. I mean, I go home to my refrigerator and sometimes there's only two bottles of champagne and an orange in there. Anyway, fast boy, they start getting it on, whatever. He kind of has a moment where he's like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And gets up and goes, no. Stop, stop it, take it out of your mouth. No, and he gets gets up to leave and she's like, fuck you, fuck you, you know, and having a massive go at him and shit and saying, fuck you, you you're nothing, you're not gonna fucking work her anymore. And he goes, You go take those two champagne bottles in your refrigerator, and you go fuck them.
1: <laughs> that was like that was like a mad half decent Michael Douglas too. <laughs>
3: Yeah well I think you you just, just got to try to be way more of a man than you are kind of That's raspy fun. but not try not to walk into the whole realm of um of uh Jack Polance yeah or <laughs> uh Steven Sagal <laughs> <laughs> air strong and you're listening to post party at smogos
2: okay. <laughs> that's classic on on that note on that note so ends the uh what is this is this the uh, the sophomore episode is that what is that what we call it
1: it's the, it's the yeah the sophomore episode of our um our our, our comeback.
2: The sophomore episode of uh, of twenty um, post party at Spargo's podcast with our special guest, Hugh Balls.
3: Thank you, thank you so much for having me. And speak for yourself, it's been the hard more. <laughs> <exciting>.
2: <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks for um, thanks for taking part, and thank you everyone for uh, for listening to us uh, ramble on about our. Um, our extensive, if not, um, encyclopedic knowledge. Yeah. yeah, I like that. <laughs> of weird m- movies from the nineties. I think, um, I think that's a very, very good summary. Um, so thank you everyone for having a listen to us. It's been great. We've had a great time, and um, and don't forget to tune in next time we're on, and um, and now. We're we're permanently on um, on SoundCloud. We've got our um, our shows on iTunes and Stitcher as well, so you can download us whenever you want. And so there really is no excuse now.
1: It's all all bases yep. are covered. That's yeah. It. And if
3: you'd like to hit me up, uh, come and find me on the streets of Marrickville because I'm not on fucking social media. <laughs> so go fuck yourself.
2: <laughs> if you need to talk to Hugh, ask me and I'll find him. <laughs> That's pretty much how you get in touch with Hugh. So, if you get in touch with me, don't.
1: <laughs> it almost it almost became the opening crawl of fucking the A team just then.
2: <laughs> so, um, if you so need you can... him and you can find him, you should call, no, you shouldn't call Hugh.
0: <laughs> dun, dun, dun,
3: dun, dun, dun,
2: dun, dun.
3: I haven't paid my fucking phone bill. Can't call me. <laughs>
2: So you can um, you can catch up with us on um, on our Facebook page. Um, how does that go? Is it www.facebook.com forward slash post um, You can catch us on Twitter at a party at spargo, and you've also got uh, Soto at Soto two six zero six, and yours truly at koala's lament, and Hugh at nobody. So. Um, Sorry, you literally find me on the street. We'll never find that man. No. Hugh does. at go fuck yourself Twitter. That's pretty much <laughs> it. Hugh at I don't understand how computers work and I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> Please hey, leave me alone. I know how
3: computers work. Where do you think I get my illegal music and muscle? My- <laughs> <laughs>
2: so but thanks everybody and if you and if you do happen to listen to us on, on iTunes or Stitcher um, hit us up with a with a review or a comment or something like that and that's what keeps us going so uh, a, so anyway it's a drug that fuels us that's it so this or is my... if you want
3: to fuel us really just stick a bit of cocaine in somebody's uh, nasal spray and that'll get me going <laughs>
1: <laughs> just like Madonna
3: yeah <laughs>
2: Yeah. Well, anyway. no. Yeah. This is Nodge. Uh, this is it's Craig. Two it's balls. And good
0: night.